0: The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show, and it is Taco Tuesday. I didn't mention that, but I actually made some tacos from scratch for lunch. And I've got the leftovers earmarked for a little yummy dinner after the show tonight. So thanks for hanging in there with me. I'm going to be hanging in for the next hour, desperately waiting to eat my tacos. And I'm glad to have you guys hanging in with me tonight. My man, my partner in crime every night of the week is hanging in there. DJ Potato Skins and our secondary partner in crime who's with us every Taco Tuesday, Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law, heard every day at 2 p.m. here in Word on Wealth, joins me now as well. Hello, my dear.
2: Hello, Andrea. I didn't realize that I was the Taco Tuesday guy. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, right? I mean, what what Uh better claim to fame than that can you have? And I never even knew how much you were a taco guy until last week. So now you're my go-to guy for news you can use and wacky weird laws that make me laugh. You're my go-to guy for estate planning. And now you're also my go-to guy for all things yummy Mexican. Or I don't know, maybe you just go to the one place and you're not somebody who branches out and tries different kinds.
2: Oh, I have my favorites for different things, for sure.
1: So yeah, I mean, if you
2: you want to get close to the beach, then you go to Rubio's, which is close to Del Mar. That's that's like one of the original ones. It's pretty awesome. Yes. Oh, I love Mexican food. Yeah, making me hungry. So you seriously have your Taco Tuesday ready to go after the show, so you're going to be eating like super late tonight?
1: Well, I always eat after the show because if I, you know, otherwise I'd be eating it. I can't do, uh, you know... Um, I'm, I'm like Seinfeld, right? I don't want to be force fed a steak at four o'clock. Okay. I can't eat dinner before, you know, five. No, I, I've never been mm-hmm. able to do that. I couldn't stand to do it in high school or when I was a little eating dinner at six, six thirty was okay. I got into high school and it was because I'm, I'm up too late for that. And then I'm eating two dinners. So if I eat dinner at 5 o'clock, I'm going to be eating dinner at midnight again. You know the story, and maybe you don't, of me. In college, I was always ordering Bono's pizza at midnight because the cafeterias (laughs) closed at finished dinner at 5. So anyway, um, do you have some wacky laws for us this week?
2: Well, because we're talking about eating, I found a really interesting one. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) How did you know we were going to be talking about eating? Oh, because it's a I have a variety of things.
2: I have a, I have one about yeah intoxicated skiing, um, <laughs> seduction and eating. So there's three okay. different ones. So the, okay, but the, but I'm just today I'm just going to do the eating one because I so and I just want you to know and because I know Noah probably gets into this more than anybody. But if you have a jumping frog in California, the law allows a person to possess as many frogs for jumping contests as they want. However, there's one caveat. If the frog dies in competition, you cannot eat it. (laughs) What? Yep. (laughs) Why? Because it's a desecration of a competitor? It may not be eaten. I don't know, but apparently you just can't eat it and that's, that's well, just I important. So I don't know. Why. I don't
1: understand. So the frogs that you can't eat are secondary citizens. It's like you frogs are better than the other frogs because you're competitors. You're like the Olympians and that's I, why you can't be eaten but you can eat this other frog over here. I, help me understand this, Gary Quackenbush.
2: So I think I think it's... <laughs> Probably put on by restaurants. I think it was a law. It was some like strong restaurant lobby because they sold frog legs, right? Well, jumping frogs are very strong. They work out all the time. They've got really big legs, and so I figure that frogs frequently die in jumping competitions. And the people <laughs> are eating them instead of going to the restaurant and getting the wimpy little thin frog legs. That's oh. what
1: I think. Oh, totally makes I, sense to me. Uh, uh, yeah, I get. I absolutely get it now. It's like they don't want the competition. Right, they don't want the yummy mm-hmm. thick thigh frogs eaten. They they want people to have to go and eat their little their little measly little little frog legs. I get it because then you are going to order more. It's kind of like chicken wings. If the that's chicken right. wings oh, are not if they're not the drumettes, right? If they're little the little flappy part, you got it. You got to order. You got to order twenty of those instead of like four yeah. of the little thighs. Got it. See, the, you know yours, what the other that's thing a, it could
2: be. One. This is more. This is probably more um, appropriate to your show. Is I bet it's because the California frogs, the jumping frogs, are using steroids, and it makes them so you shouldn't eat them.
1: <laughs> they've been they've been hanging out at Muscle Beach too long.
2: Muscle right? Beach uh, using steroids, and Fauci figured it out and said, "I'm going to protect the people of California, and I'm not going to let them eat those those steroid injected jumping frogs." And he absolutely
1: us, and this is all this while is wearing masks, right? And this is one origin of a of a medical problem that he's not going to gonna try to cover up. Unlike trying to cover up the origins of COVID, got it. See, this is why people need to listen to you every Tuesday night on Taco uh-huh. Tuesday. They got to think tacos, GQ, AK show. It's must. It's appointment radio mm-hmm. for the for the yeah. Geary Quackenbush. All right, thank Absolutely. you for always finding the the wacky. Now we got to get serious because I do bring you on every week to oh, not just giggle this giggling. is terrible.
2: This is terrible. I, I am so I don't know. It Did I it bothers this story me so much because of this stupid thing. I hate it when people die without an estate plan. And I hate it when the people that die without an estate plan are wealthy and have handlers and accountants and attorneys at their whim and they die without an estate plan. It drives me crazy. Prince. And I
1: hate it when and I think I you know, I think this is the second time recently to where I've had a story strike me on a weekend and sent it to GQ and said, we got to talk about this Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And this is a story that I that I saw that I sent to GQ that involves somebody that I just loved so much. And it was the dancer Twitch twitch and not everybody knows who twitch was but twitch was just a phenomenal dancer and he was a ray of sunshine to everybody who ever saw him on so you think you can dance to everybody who saw him become a producer and a sidekick for ellen for many years on her show to his family and his instagram and it came as a shock this was not so well known in hollywood not one negative story about him so beloved And he went to a hotel on and killed himself on December 14th. And I have said nothing negative. My heart goes out to anybody that is so desperate, Gary Quackenbush, that they are so hopeless, so without hope that they would feel that they have no recourse but to end their life. Mm -hmm. And I understand that when people I understand intellectually that when people are in that position, and I want to make sure the listeners understand that we're not bashing Twitch here, that we have compassion for anybody in that moment. But because because I can only imagine that they're so consumed with their own pain that they're not able to think or process the pain that's going to be heaped on their loved ones. And, this, and he left behind not just a wife, but a mother of three kids, two of which are very, very young. And now he's left behind a wife who's not only grieving, not only having to parent grieving children that she now has to parent alone for the rest of her life, but he has left a financial mess for her. And now I'm angry. Now I'm angry because it's so unnecessary. Like you said, he's somebody that was wealthy. They had just bought a new home. He was worth millions, and now she's had to she's had to go into court while she's had to try to plan funerals and try to raise her children. Gary Quackenbush. That's it. it, it is it too harsh for me to say? That's just not right. It's not acceptable.
2: I don't think that's too harsh. I think it's reality, and that's kind of the nature of the you know of of estate planning. I mean, it's reality. We're all going to die. One way or another, we're not getting out of this planet alive, you know, out of this life alive. And it just and and we need to plan you know, to take care of family. And I think that's the big thing that we don't get is people. You know, all the people say, "Well, I don't need an estate plan. I'll be dead. I don't care what they do with my money." I go, "You don't understand. I've sur- I've I've been the helper on this side of death many, 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 many times, and with no estate plan, it's a disaster." The family's a wreck, the family's mad. the family's spending a small fortune on getting things arranged that could have been arranged. I just um so it bothers me and i I don't know I mean he was a he was a neat guy. I don't know what the whole circumstance was, but just you know how horrible to have to go through that. You know, and, then, and she has and then,
1: protected his memory. She has said nothing negative. Yes. She's never yes. expressed any anger or resentment that he went off to a hotel and took his life and left her to pick up the pieces for their children. Um, and leaving, and he was the breadwinner, and he has left her with without a will, which means no money. And so now she's had to go, and I don't know what they had in the bank, but she's had to hire attorneys and go into court and um, do a filing. Um, And I'm sure he thought, well, there was no need for a will because she's his wife and they just bought this house together. Um, Mm -hmm. But she's had to ask for, quote, a determination of property passing to the surviving spouse, as well as confirmation of property belonging to the survivor spouse. I guess there was um, properties that were quasi community. So Mm -hmm. she wants the court to rule what she will receive as his surviving spouse. So in the meantime, if there's no money coming in and and there wasn't a whole lot in the bank, how is she supposed to be paying the mortgage?
2: Yeah, it leaves a big mess. I mean, it really, it ends up getting into the probate process. And that's what all that spousal petition confirmation of property. It's really frustrating that, that, I mean, California laws are really favorable to married people. But when one of them dies, you still have to go through a process of getting a confirmation of transfer of property. So she's going to be going through that process now for you know eight to twelve months, and it's just frustrating. She probably has some funds somewhere, but to have to go through that that big hassle that that the being kind of drugged through or having to drudge dredge through. Trudge through probate after someone dies is really miserable because it, it, there's a lot because it's difficult and expensive and completely avoidable. It tends to get your loved ones really annoyed, you know, like really ticked off. Yeah, like, how could you do this? I mean, there's enough how could you do this going on, there's enough, you know, In trying this to deal with surviving. sure, but yeah, it. I just don't understand it. I really don't. It's not that hard to put together and say plan. You know, you have if like... If you can plan... Whitney.
1: I'm just going to say it. If you can plan, listeners, if you can plan your suicide, you can plan to take care of your, your loved ones on the way out. There, I said it. Now, maybe mm-hmm. an insurance policy, if you commit suicide, isn't isn't going to leave an insurance policy for them. And maybe he didn't leave a will. Maybe he did leave an insurance policy. But I think we've talked before that not all of them pay out for suicide. But... um you know to to not even have a will, I mean this is to to me it just it, I get the pain he must have been in, <laughs> but you you've, you you can 't let your own pain supersede your responsibilities, particularly when you 're a parent
2: mm-hmm.
1: that may make me yeah, sound harsh, but you bring children into this world, you need to be their provider that's that 's a promise that you made when you brought these children into the world, and it 's your job as parents and as spouses whether they're 2 years old or 20 or 60 i think you've just got to, you've got to fulfill your obligation to your loved ones
2: you do i agree and some of it is just you know as harsh as it sounds as some of it is getting the paperwork together it's like life insurance i i i'm sad when you know i have people that i know that have died and then you the next thing you see is a go fund me or um, mm-hmm. You know, please don't bring gifts or send flowers, but but put, pay money into a GoFundMe so that the surviving spouse and the children have have money to survive on. And I look at that and go, oh my gosh, yeah. they didn't have life insurance. They, they didn't. I mean, life insurance is cheap for a forty-year-old man. You know, I, I it's it is very frustrating to see. I mean, he was. I don't understand it. It's really difficult. I, I mean, don't suicide either, I do is have- just very difficult to deal with
1: it is and you know and and i hope we don't come across i know you don't you never do i hope i don't come across as lacking compassion but at this point I've, i have to have compassion for these children and his wife that he left behind yeah. And you know, and, and if he had been struggling with depression for years and he had handlers like you've said, these celebrities have lots of people around them. They've got teams of people. These these two were negotiating contracts to do things for HDTV, which means they had teams of attorneys around them because these deals uh, you have to have representation to do these these kinds of deals and it and, and it even involves financial people because there's money involved in negotiations on money so that's part of what their teams help them with so he had access to anybody that could do this for him in no time he had the means and the ability to to get help for this and so you know and and but it but you don't have to have be a celebrity to be able to have the money, the means
2: and the access to get this done. Right. Gary Quackenbush. Exactly. Andrea, it the the whole thing was setting up your estate plan and taking care of a lot of the businesses, you know, the business. Stuff the paperwork you need to take care of is not expensive it's not that difficult you need to find somebody that knows what they're doing but it's just it's the the benefit that it provides for your loved ones is it's immeasurable it's really amazing i I have had so much uh, of a thrill sometimes when I you know somebody will pass away the clients will come in it's a trust that I did the estate plan is set up they've properly funded it they put you know they did the homework and super smooth I mean we're talking you know 60 days we're done. All done. Everything's transferred. Yeah. Ne- goes where it needs to go. It's just um, it's being prepared, you know, for the inevitable. I was talking on my show today. Sometimes you come to face mor- your mortality, and when you see other people's deaths and famous famous people's deaths, I, I I don't know that people still kind of go, oh wow, that could happen to me. Um, but I mean, I had it was like. Mm, a, a, a week ago, Wednesday, I I ride um, my mountain bike like three days a week, so super quick. I ended up hitting my head so hard on a fall. Yeah, you mentioned that, it
1: last week when you were on the yeah, show. Yeah. yeah,
2: terrible. So I, I that was the thing. It, the weirdest thing happened to me the other day, you know, because I'm trying to recover and it's actually been quite weird. I mean, my my eye does weird stuff and all that because of a fracture on the inside mm-hmm. of my eye socket and in my sinus. Um, because and I had a full face helmet, a lot of gear on. I hit my head that hard that it actually fractured the inside of my skull. So it was like I would I would do it again in a heartbeat. I'm not going to stop riding because there's no, there's no need. It wasn't like I was jumping off some 80 foot cliff and then you know I, I got my comeuppance. But what I started doing just the last couple of days, I went, "Gosh, Gary, if if that was it, if you had died, is everything in order?" And I started going through this inventory and going. I've got some bank accounts that I need to get into, you know, put away right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, you know, I have – I don't have all of my stuff put in my trust like I keep preaching. It's like it really was a big reminder to me that, yeah, it, it could happen anytime. It really could. And, you know, my wife's very kind about it. She just goes, well – you know we got is everything okay with the trust you know it's like you know practice what you preach man uh, because yeah. you know we have 90% of what we need but i kept thinking i don't want to leave one stone unturned right. when my you know my when my calling card or my ticket is punched i want it to be like okay dad's gone that's a awful thing go through the emotional thing but don't have to deal with the financial mess so it was really kind of a an a awakening for me and then to see guys like you know Twitch who we just think is the coolest we always think oh they've all got it together they've got it all together and I know celebrities deal a lot with all this stuff going on in their life I mean there's some very famous celebrities that just they deal with depression and anxiety and all these things and trying to be perfect and dealing with contracts and a bunch of idiots pushing their buttons I, and charging them I get them all it this money. but
1: they Right. And oh I gosh. get it. It's difficult. But, you know, everybody, nobody ha- goes through this life without difficulties. And you got to handle your business. I'll tell you this quick story about an old coworker of mine named Murli Mutwani, who was from India. And Murli went in just to have some tests done and including cardiac. And he did this test. And the doctor's like, um, you need to have surgery immediately today. He's like, what? Um, so he made sure that his wife, Shoba, making a very, you know, long story short. So he has Shoba come to the hospital. He says, I can't have surgery until Shoba comes here because I have to make sure Shoba knows where everything is because Merle handled everything for, for their marriage. He paid every bill. He handled all the money and he had his estate plan and he wanted and he was not going to go under and possibly not you know come out of surgery mm-hmm. without making sure that Shoba knew where absolutely every bill was, where the checkbook was, the will, all of his estate planning. I mean, that man had every i dotted and every T crossed and made sure that he was able to communicate it to her before he went into surgery. And I thought that's how every spouse should be, particularly yes. every husband. His main 100% focus was taking care of Shoba. And it, once so cool. he did that, then he's like, okay, you can wheel me into surgery. And of course he's, he's now doing great. And I thought that just, that just did my heart good. That's what, that's what needs to, needs to be taking place. It's not fun. And Shoba didn't want to talk about it, but it's like, you know, he's like, no, you know, we, we you know, I'm, ha- I've handled business. I just need you to know how I've handled it. So if I don't come out of it, you don't, you don't, you don't have one issue to deal with. That's and that's awesome. the way that's the way it should be for people and they can do that easily with you. It's got to be handled either either before you die or then your wife's going to have to be dealing with it in probate court and that's not cool, right? So handle it in advance. Gary, how do they get a hold of you?
2: 855 500 trust. All
1: right, it couldn't be easier. All right, my
2: man, you go t- take okay. it easy though. Oh yeah,
1: maybe maybe we're cut good. back on the riding just just a little bit because oh I'm not going right.
2: to ride for until I feel better so all we need you while, on Taco Tuesdays
1: come here and eat tacos don't ride all right you love bet. you Gary
2: take it all right. easy thanks AK all right bye
1: now stay tuned because we got more to talk about on the other side of the break what celebrity basically says that you people need to shut up about drag shows because you've been entertained by drag shows for decades we're going to talk about that when we come back.
0: airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program the station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program you're listening to the andrea kay show on the answer san diego
1: To tonight's Andrea K show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Hey, um, you gotta be listening every night from 6 to 8 p.m because I'm not going to tell y'all when I'm going to be giving away the next $50 gift certificate to Iron Mountain Outfitters. you got to be listening every night. And then in the meantime, before you call in to win your $50 gift certificate, we're going to be giving one away every month between now through April. You can still be going and buying the best gear in San Diego. It's still freezing cold right now. Um, so there's all kinds of jackets that you can get and jackets and everything from Carhartt and Filson and Browning. The best selection of Carhartt Pants, I was telling my man Skins last night, I think during the break, he wants to look yummy for that wife of his, go get him some Carhartt Pants, man. Those are the best looking, any man will look amazing in those Carhartt Pants. I'm telling you, that is just the best look going. So if you are a working man and you need some hard working pants, go to Iron Mountain Outfitters. If you just want to look good and some hard working pants, go to Iron Mountain Outfitters. Either way, you're going to end up looking good. Yeah, I'm all about both. I got to check it out you got to go check it out, man. You, got, you need some good working boots, though, to go with it. I don't want to see your fancy shoes with the Carhartt pants. Yeah, hey, you've seen my okay. working boots. I wear those in, too. Yeah. You, yes. So I'm telling you, Cammy's going to die For you in these Carhartt pants. You will look amazing. All of y'all will. Go to 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside and go inside and tell them that Andrea K. A.K. sent you. All right. And listen every night, 6 to 8 p.m., for the next giveaway for Iron Mountain. Okay. So, um, I think we were talking last night about Tennessee banning, uh, drag queen shows, uh, for children. There are some videos that I can't play on the, on the radio because it's not good radio. But there is, I, I post, I took a screenshot of one and posted it on, on Facebook of a little girl. She looks like she's maybe five years old, prancing around, shaking her hiney, going up, performing at a fake quote family friendly drag show for money. And the uh, parents, it's absolutely disgusting. This is child abuse. We are sexualizing children and making them perform sexually for money. It's absolutely disgusting. There was another video I saw today of a transgender man with breast implants and the breasts were not covered. He's in a thong and high heels walking around with somebody's three-year-old holding hands. This is just absolutely despicable that we are normalizing pedophilia in this country, and there's no other way around it. But enter the Hollywood peeps that want to defend it, that want to accuse you of having something wrong with you because you've got a problem with it. I don't know who was talking to the former host, Jon Stewart, trying to defend um, why drag shows are not appropriate for children. He did an abysmal job, and he let John Stewart... Uh, turn the tables on him. I probably shouldn't even play this clip because I don't like how John Stewart was able to turn the tables. But let me tell you, I guess one reason pl- that we should play it, skins, is because it's a way of showing people how not to try to argue about the 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 right way to argue. Don't let anybody cap. Don't let anybody bully you like John Stewart did here to this guy. Please play clip three.
3: Let's watch the clip and then we'll talk about it.
0: Even rights have responsibilities, and that within those responsibilities, responsibilities, are responsibilities yes and order otherwise it's chaotic i'll go you one further you want to ban drag show readings to children to my eyes, yes why why why, what are you protecting why can we prohibit children from voting those under 18 from voting? why are you banning that is is that free speech are you infringing on that performer's free speech they can continue to exercise their free speech just not in front of a child why because the government does have a responsibility to protect i'm sorry The government does have a responsibility Uh in certain instances. What's the leading cause of death amongst children in this country? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not drag show readings to children. Correct. Yes. So what is? I got to
1: stop it there. I got to stop it there. You see how he deflected and whoever this person was talking to him was far too weak to be trying to engage with Jon Stewart in this. That's the problem. Whoever that dude was is the equivalent of, of Elizabeth Hasselbeck on The View back in the day. She was the token conservative who really struggled as sweet as she was and as amazing as she was. I loved her on the TV show Survivor. She just was not up to handle the vipers that she shared a table with. And don't go, don't attempt it unless you're going to come in hot and you're going to speak on behalf of children. This, don't let anybody turn the tables on you and say that because these drag queens aren't killing children, that it's okay. That they're sitting there, grown men in G-strings and in thongs, trying to talk to children. It's inappropriate. It's wrong. He should have turned the tables back and said, what is wrong with you that you don't have a problem with grown men? dressed inappropriately, whose entire character is meant to be a part of a sexualized performance. Why are you okay with them? Would you be okay if your child was over at somebody's house, John Stewart, and a grown man came out in a G-string and a thong and started gyrating or, or trying to interact with your kid in that capacity? What's wrong with you, pervert? That's how you handle these people. Then we've got Melissa McCarthy over in in, in Australia. I, I fell in love with Melissa McCarthy when she was on Gilmore Girls. I thought she was hilarious in Bridesmaids. There was nothing else she did after that that I thought was any good. But at least I thank her for doing good as Suki St. James in Gilmore Girls and the little sidekick in Bridesmaids. Other than that, I don't have any use for her as an actress. I think the other movies she's done, comedies were terrible. Now I've got even less reason to watch anything she's done. Um, she's over in Australia and saying uh, basically that we're just a country of hate and, you know, hate people, etc. Uh, that we're a bunch of homophobic people and, and, and racist. And she says, you've been entertained by drag your whole life. Don't pretend it's a problem now. And she she put that on Instagram. And apparently she did a collage of pics in, including Jamie Farr's Corporal Klinger. Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis in the movie Some Like It Hot. Monty Python's Graham Chapman and John Cleese and Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire. Dustin Hoffman in Tootsie and Peter Scolari and Tom Hanks in Bosom Buddies. Um, she even included Bugs Bunny dressed as a female opera singer in 1957 short What's Opera, Doc? Um, do you see any of those? Depictions as the same as what's going on with drag queens shows today. Scams. I love
0: those examples that were brought
2: up because I love almost all of them, and no, they're not even close to being the same.
1: And absolutely not. Uh, Jamie Farr, Corporal Klinger. In fact, they couldn't do that character today because basically he was he, he he assumed that character to show that he was he should get a Section Eight as though he was mentally ill. So that's not a that's not a a positive depiction of transgender and drag queens. okay? right. Wasn't that what that character was about?
2: about. Take Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. He dressed up as a housekeeper, a female housekeeper, so that he could be near his kids, which he wouldn't otherwise be able to do.
1: That was not a sexualized drag queen, which is a cabaret performer. Right. Which is what the law classifies in Tennessee. Yeah. Poor example. Don't be trying to. Terrible examples. They're manipulative, they're deceitful and duplicitous, and so was she. And Bosom Buddies were two, two men that wanted to be able to get cheap rent and decided to live in an all-female uh, apartment building, so they claimed to be women. These were not sexualized performers. And none of these characters involved children. This is—I I can't stand these kinds of of hypocritical liars. And I don't, don't know why pee they don't get my it. If
2: you want to—if if you want to be a drag performer and go out there, you know that yes, it's your American right. You got to leave the kids out of it.
1: Yes, I've been to drag shows. Why did AK go to drag shows in college? Because it was at the Emporium where on Wednesday nights you could drink for five dollars. It was an economic decision. Okay. <laughs> All right. There and my friend Carl was a bartender. So for five dollars I could get a couple of really not just five dollars all you can drink, but you know, good drinks using premium brands. It was it was smart, it was smart money, okay? That's what it was about. And I was an adult. There were not children brought into the emporium on Wednesday nights. Another reason why is because it was a gay club. There was never any lines and, and you know, you had no problem getting into the girls' restroom. McCarthy makes it even worse. Um, by going on to say that United States is a land of hate and homophobia. Quote, I truly don't think people hated each other that much. I didn't think people hated each other that much or hated the idea of people who they don't know. She told InStyle magazine during her visit to Australia, quote, I always wonder, do racists know anyone of a different color? (gasps) You got me, Melissa McCarthy. I've never met a black person in my life, right? We white people here have just never met a black person. We've never met anybody of color. How absolutely stupid is this woman? How moronic is she? Don't insult my intelligence with that. She goes on to say, people who are homophobic, do you know anyone gay or bi or trans never met a gay person in my life? Never. Never met a trans person in my life. No, I'm just somebody that at at the age of birth to puberty thought I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. Stay away from me, Melissa McCarthy. I have no tolerance for this kind of crap. Don't insult me with these kind of comments. To try to allege that we're just stupid, we're a bunch of haystacks that have never been to the city and never met anybody, and that's that's the issue that we have. Girl, you don't have any idea, obviously, of the drug, of what's happening to children in these, in these drag shows where they're being sexualized. You're the one that needs to come and meet some of these people and actually see what's going on. You need to wake the blank up to the drugs that's being pumped into children, cancer drugs that are being pumped into them to mutilate and chemically castrate their bodies. Lady, you need to do yourself a favor. Stop running your mouth and go find some better scripts. Because I don't remember the last time you've done any work that was watchable. Rant over. I'm going to take a break when I come back. I'll find something else to rant about. (laughs) So don't you go anywhere. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea K. telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego.
3: Yeah, hi. So I was listening to the show tonight and uh, regarding the January 6th. videos that came out and what have you, leading to the point where I always thought that um, they actually had the officer killed, the, the officer who had a heart attack a few days later. Um, personally, I mean, conspiracy, look at it how you will, but honestly I think these people will go to any extreme to get their um, their way and keep power, and I wouldn't be surprised if they actually had him um, assassinated in some way, so that they could use him as a pawn um, for the media purpose. Anyway, that's it. You don't have to play this on. I just I was listening to the show tonight, and I just was going <clears> to <throat> throw off that comment.
1: Was that it, Skins? All right. Well, thank you, caller, for calling in. Our 24 hour hotline number is 844-814-5227. Thank you for calling in. Look, the fact that any American, don't be adding me that this guy's crazy who called in for questioning and thinking that there, there's no link that they wouldn't go to, that they might even go towards, you know, killing somebody so they could, they could have a scapegoat, right? That they, not a scapegoat, but that they could have a sacrificial lamb, right? To, you know, to, to push their narrative. Um, uh, because that's where we're at in this country. You think about it, 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 if you think about the Americans that they knew were going to die being locked in their homes and denied proven therapeutics, those weren't, those weren't those sacrificial lambs sacrificed by Anthony Fauci and big pharma for money. Of course, of course, if you've, if you've got Americans that have been thrown in a gulag for their political beliefs some of which were denied medical care. There was, one, there was one young man who committed suicide because he was looking at 14 years and all he did was trespass. There's no extent to what this government would do. This is the same government, by the way, that left Americans for dead. We're lucky we didn't lose more in Benghazi than, than the four that we lost. But for the heroes that stood on a roof defending uh, the makeshift an, uh, you know, embassy for, for, for 13 hours, we would have lost more. So there's you know, I don't put anything past you You can you can think about indirectly the children that continue to be slaughtered in mass shootings because the Democrats refuse to harden the schools and protect them because all they want to do is talk. They, they want to talk gun control.
2: Hey, Andrea, right? before there are, we go to do the break, short segment, but Disaffected Mike has a comment on this same topic.
1: All right. Lo- love to hear from you, Disaffected Mike.
4: Hey, Andrea. OK, so Chuck Schumer goes on TV. He, he, he doesn't walk. He runs to a camera and in the Senate and tries to force and wants to force Fox news to stop Tucker Carlson from playing any more videos of the 44,000 hours of, of January 6th. The real criminals here are the ones in Congress who suppressed all of that video. And then, and then on top of that, uh, decided because of that suppressed video, because of those suppressed videos, uh, um, uh, uh blamed Donald Trump and his cohorts, uh, for initiating January 6th. Okay when he didn't do that at all and political prisoners who are sitting in prison right now who didn't commit any criminal acts, maybe other than trespassing possibly who are sitting there without trial, who have been or had been convicted on nothing more than being at the wrong place at the wrong time. they are mm-hmm. the, the ones in Congress are the real criminals here. They're the ones who hid this video, these videos, this, this the, all of these videos. And yet now that it's out, now they're crying like like uh, like stuck pigs. I'm gonna tell you something. Donald Trump proved to me one thing that he pulled the he pulled the sheet off the bed of lies and corruption uh, that Congress has been has been engaged in for decades against mm-hmm. the American public. The lies yeah. and corruption are the gravy train, the money gravy train that these that these thieves, these craven thieves, have been doing to us by stealing our rights, stealing our money. And uh, uh, stealing our liberty, okay? That's what. If anything, Donald Trump did, he pulled the bedsheet off of that uh, yep. of that uh, foul bed and showed us what Absolutely. these people really like. They can all As far as I'm concerned,
1: all of them. Disaffected Mike, we got to leave it there because we're up to a break. You couldn't have picked a better night to call in. We're glad you're back and with a good vo- with a good voice. Done with the bronchitis. Thanks for calling in, our friend. Appreciate you. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Andrea K Show coming up
0: a.k. dynamite in a dress or just Andrea Kay whatever you call her she's on the answer San Diego I'm so impressed with Congressman Biggs I think the more that we can do to get his message out uh, even if he was on the air several times a week would be great because he's really on target on so many things thank you for having him on and
4: thanks for a great show Andrea bye bye
1: (laughs) excuse me and thank you caller I would love to have Biggs on more often. (coughs) Excuse me. I swallowed and went down the wrong pipe. (coughs) I would love to have Biggs on more often. Um, He's just super busy, but uh, three times a week, man, wouldn't that be great? Um, But somebody gave me a guest suggestion earlier, and it was to bring back Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America. So um, (coughs) as much as we love Biggs, um, we're probably going to keep him to the – (laughs) <laughs> twice a month category but give me some other uh give us some other guest suggestions 844-814-5227 you can also communicate with me on the socials email me at andrea Kay Show. um i got an email from somebody uh my girl mo and let me read that to you guys i forgot to to read it to you because it's kind of timely related to the mexico uh story of what happened with the americans she said, Hi, what are you thinking, woman? Traveling to Mexico? Good grief. Think about this. Do you have a designated caretaker for your baby gator? Use that pretty little head of yours and the brain the Lord gave you. I tell my kids, always be safe. That's all. Owen McConnell is a genuine piece of excrement. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I agree with you on the McConnell. Um, the only place I've been going to Mexico actually for the first time in, in years was I went to Cabo recently. Really didn't venture out of the resort that much, and I was close to downtown. It was just basically nothing but Americans around there. I felt really safe, but I do hear you there. Uh, most of Mexico is really not safe right now, so um, thank you for reaching out. As for Gator, I do have a designated caretaker for Gator. All right, um, in nomination for—I'm going to start nominating— um Early on some ideas for hero of the week and stink of the week so that we're not we're not jammed on friday going gee who do we nominate i got to nominate for stink of the week former republican national committee chairman michael Steele for calling uh, tucker carlson a demonic sycophant and he went on a rant that was so stupid about demonic, He said this kind of narrative that comes out of this demonic force that's perpetrated by those demonic angels, those demonic sycophants that keep pushing this. And then he talks about clowns in a car. I mean, just mixed metaphors all over the place. Uh, that The former head of the RNC is upset today that the American people are seeing the truth. Let that sink in. Uh, hero of the week is a young boy out of Little Rock, Arkansas that loves to go to the Waffle House. His favorite... A server there is a gentleman named Gardner, and they became buddies. And uh this little eight-year-old, Krazen, I think his name is, or Cazen, found out that his way favorite waiter was living in a motel with his family because they had to leave their apartment that was mold and rat infested. And he talked his mom into setting up a GoFundMe. The goal initially was $5,000 to help his favorite waiter get an apartment. That GoFundMe is now over $100,000. What a kid. What a young man. And Gardner was able to pay a full year's rent for his family. And now they're trying to uh, ra- continue to raise money so that he can have a car and not have to walk to work. And so it just goes to show. And by the way, I don't even, I wish I didn't have to mention this, but the little boy is white. And his favorite server and waiter who he's become buddies with is African American. And they're just two little friends, and it's just wonderful, and it just goes to show the true heart of America. So he's in the running right now for my Hero of the Week. Let me know what you guys think of yours, and keep the conversation rolling on all the socials. Thank you, Skins. Thank you, Callers. Thank you, Biggs and Quackenbush. See y'all tomorrow.